All right, and welcome to Rise and Shine, creating 2020 vision. Today is day 27 of our entire series and day seven of our emotions conversation. And I have with me here today, the Gary Stewart. Welcome, Gary. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so welcome. It's really an honor to have you here. I'm excited. I don't know how we're gonna keep our conversation to 30 minutes, <laughs> but we're gonna... We're going to try. Exactly. Exactly. So quick hello to all of our live viewers and replay viewers. Let us know down in the comments where you're joining us from. And, you know, what is your 2020 vision? What is the direction that you have been focusing on, allowing yourself to be aligned and empowered with what matters to you and moving in that direction? That's what this whole series has been about. And right now we're in the spot of talking about how our emotions support us in moving forward. So I'm excited because Gary's really going to be able to add to this conversation today. So I'm going to go ahead and share with you just a teeny tiny bit about who Gary is first, and then we will get into it. And uh, so Gary, very simply put, is a best-selling author, a speaker, and a constellation healing facilitator. And you can connect with him over at GaryStewartHealing.com. And of course, plus all of the social media channels. And I will go ahead and make sure that there's a link to that in the live chat here on Facebook. But welcome again, Gary. Uh, thank you very much. It's always an honor. You're such a great interviewer. We got to get you on national TV. <laughs> I'm all for that. <laughs> so Gary, in your own words, just tell everyone a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Uh, well, basically, I started my healing journey at about when I was 23. I knew I didn't feel right inside because I, I had a very abusive childhood. So I said, I got to work on myself. And uh, it's hard to believe this is going to sound kind of bizarre. But uh, John Lennon was on TV, my idol with the Beatles. And he said, we're doing primal therapy in Los Angeles. And they said, feel your pain and your life will change. I was there like, John Lennon said, do that. What is it? So the book was called The Primal Scream. How to go back to your childhood, relive your pain and release it. So that that started me on my healing path in 1973, believe it or not. And I've just been on a self-discovery healing path for, what, 50 years, just under 50 years. And uh, I can tell you, I'm getting happier and happier cleaning out. There's always more. I, I have a new meme I'm working on. Once you think you've arrived, you haven't started. Oh, God. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> but it's really true. We're always a work in progress every single yeah. day. And, and you know, I'm a big fan of the Chinese philosophy before communism called the Tao. And they said, the best thing you can do in any lifetime is grow old and be a wrinkled baby. That was one of the things. But the way they meant it, you see the sense of wonder every day in newness, every day of your life until you're near death. And then you're just a wrinkled old baby who just had a great time during the incarnation. So it's, it's really simple. The Tao is very simple and brilliant. But when you look at the vibration and the depth of the wisdom, it's simple and brilliant. So I try to live that in my life with my work and make things, distill things down to their essence with simplicity and brilliance and Thank love you. and compassion too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for elaborating on that. That um, I love that. That's fantastic. And one thing I noticed immediately, I mean, here, here you were saying, you know, 
you had, uh, you know, you experienced abuse in your childhood and you've got this big smile on your face and you're telling us all about it. And first thing that hit me is that is a sign of a healed person, the sign of someone who's moved through it because they're able to tell it from that space of, yeah. of, well, this was just something in my past, you know, and right, this is where exactly. I'm, yeah. And that's why we're, we're talking about emotions because when Absolutely. we don't do that, <clears throat> and one stuck. thing about emotions, uh, you know, with the election and everything that's going on in America right now, people aren't really feeling anything. They're in reaction. Everyone goes into a knee-jerk reaction and they're not really feeling. Because if you really felt something, you would activate, you would get out there, you would do something, you would canvas, you would do, you'd really work for the change. But everyone sees something in the news, oh, blah, 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 gossip, gossip, gossip. And they just tend to react to what's being thrown at them. And of course, I think major media is a fear box intentionally to keep you on edge and in fear and under stress. So I, I find myself pulling away from a lot of media, media right now because it's just so inflammatory. And yeah. they have a desired goal for that. And uh, I'm kind of disgusted by that because it's really people sharing their opinions on TV and not really reporting the news. I think Walter Cronkite, one of the premier <clears throat> newscasters of the 20th century would just say, this isn't news. This is just news entertainment. And that's the sad thing. We don't get the facts. We don't get alternative opinions. Doctors are being censored who've had breakthroughs with COVID with natural things that are unpatented. That's verboten. They, wow. they ban the doctors. So you just look at, if you really want the news, it's like, that's what's censored. They're censoring anything that doesn't meet the party line. And guess who did that? Get, it's called propaganda. And guess who did that? Masterfully. I don't Adolf know. Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Uh, uh. He was the first media master of propaganda to get people to think. And I was reading some background on history. Uh, Nazis took over the medical system, and that way they got to exterminate 4 million people before they got to the Jews. Oh, Gary, Gary. Oh, I my know, goodness. I know. Yeah. So that, that's our history. But that's how dangerous it is what's going on with media controlling information. And people don't realize the danger in that, that people are being manipulated and uh, emotionally hooked well, to be in reaction rather than feel their power as and, an individual citizen. And here's what, here's what, this is what I do. So I got to go here. Here's what, oh, the, yes. <laughs> here's what the beautiful opportunity is in this. Is yes. it really creating that opportunity for us to go, wait a second. What's going on with me throughout all exactly, of this? Exactly. And so and what's that mindful approach that I can take? Absolutely. Now? Absolutely. Well, the thing is, it's a wake up call. So the blessing, yeah. I always find the blessing, even if it's ugly perpetrator um, propaganda, it's in a way people who are conscious are just tuning into the deeper truth of what's going on. They can see we're being manipulated. A lot of people are so in reaction, they don't realize that they're being played, so to speak. So the thing is to really tune into yourself. That's why I'm turning off the news a lot. I might watch it for five minutes and that's it. Yeah. And, and just tuning into yourself. Well, how do I want to affect the world? How do I want to change? What's the positive? One? Can we honestly, even if we hate Donald Trump, can we send him a blessing for the highest outcome for the country? Whether it's Biden, whether it's Trump, can we just send the highest good and objectively look at both candidates in that? Or the whole political system, which has kind of become a nanny state with all of us children under a repressive government. We have to look at that. Do we want to be empowered citizens or do we just want a big brother, a big sister, a big daddy to take care of us? I I <clears throat> I feel like I could make some jokes going in that direction. I won't do go that. Go for it. Go for it. It's a live show. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that right now. Um, but I, you know what? <sighs> I don't even know what I was going to say next, but I love that you, you infuse the word empowerment in there because to me, that's yeah. absolutely what absolutely. this is all about. It's, it's, you know, we get to choose, we get to choose, yeah. you get to choose, we get to choose what you, what you absorb, what you place your attention yeah. on. And it's not about placing that happy face sticker on it. It's not just saying, right, okay, exactly. well, I'm going to choose, you know, okay. Yeah. It sounds really good. I want to, you know, I want to choose to send a blessing to this person that I, you know, whoever it may be. Right. Cause yeah, that would, yeah. might be different for everyone it's to this person. That's really upsetting me. It, it might not even be political for you. It might be something else going on right. in your personal exactly. life. Exactly. Or work or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And so, it, so what I've learned, it, you know, and it's all about going inside and going, Ooh, okay, I see what's happening in me, right? right, right. And allowing yourself to feel that so it can be dismantled and diffused. Exactly, exactly. And then it's no longer that trigger because now right, you get exactly. to, yeah. And everyone right now is triggered in America. You know, there's this, <sighs> and the media is throwing a thousand things at us. I, I look at it like uh, the Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch of the West, throwing uh, fireball at the scarecrow. The very thing he should avoid, she's, she's putting in his face. Because yeah. really, look what's going on now. It's like we're all being thrown a thousand fireballs every day. How are you going to deal with this? What are you going to do with that? You know yep. what I mean? And so the biggest thing, I think, for an emotional sanity is just to tune into yourself. Say, oh, isn't that interesting? They're trying to manipulate me by fear. But so many people are in reaction to it. They start getting angry. They hate. They'll take a gun. They'll go out and want to shoot a Democrat or a Republican or a pro-lifer or a pro-choicer. I mean, the divisions. But it's the great news is America is awakening from its slumber of apathy. Yes. Yes. And that, okay. That's a good thing. No matter how we get there, yes. we've been asleep at the wheel. I'd say since JF, and personally, I was around the day JFK got shot, John F. Kennedy got wow. shot. I really feel it's the day the true American Republic died. Wow. And now we're we're waking up now, and it's taken the shock of all this stuff, whether good or bad, whoever you believe is good or bad, that's absolutely fine. But tune into yourself. What do you want in your life? Be empowered to say, okay, well, I'm going to look at the news objectively rather than reactively. Reaction is not a feeling. It's actually a way to get away from a feeling right. and not feel something. When you really feel something, you can make a choice and be empowered to make a change or to get politically active or stand up for something or call your senator, whatever it is. You know, Then you're empowered doing something to create change. Friends say, oh, I hate the government. I hate the government. I have blah, blah, blah. Then you're a whining child, even if you're an 80-year adult, adult who's been, you know, seen 20 presidents come and right. go, you know? So the thing is yeah. to be empowered and make choices that will serve you and have compassion for people you just like. The Dalai Lama stated that he wakes up every morning. The first thing he does is pray for the Chinese. Oh, wow. That they yes. will get it that this extermination and we're talking about genocide and extermination it's even getting worse in tibet now they're they're tearing down all the ancient monasteries so people have no place to worship <clears throat> and these things are works of art mind you that are thousands yeah. of years old so that's a double tragedy and uh but he just wants the chinese to wake up now the funny thing is the chinese did create the Tao and many brilliant things but it's funny how <clears throat> Enlightenment turns into perpetrator energy or government thing. It's like the pendulum swings. It so does. China will go this far to the right with the CCP, and then they'll swing the other way and value human human uh, 
human dignity, you know? So hopefully all the pendulums are swinging and we have to be adaptable to that and have an open, if you can have an open heart and say, okay, there, uh, what, what did uh, John Lennon said? I mean, I can't believe it's 40 years ago. And I think he was assassinated, not just killed. Uh, you know, and he, he also said, uh, watching the wheel. He said, I pulled out from the Beatles. I pulled out for everything. I'm just watching the wheel go round and round. Look at life, how it goes. And that, wow. if, can, can we be objective and just pull back and say, wow, look at this. You know, and a well, lot of people are calling it a circus. Which and it, is. It, it becomes easier to be to be objective yeah, when we yeah. know what's going on with it in us yeah. and we're choosing our response Absolutely. to it. It's centered. It's being centered. And yeah. the great thing is to be emotionally centered. And sure, many things are going to shake you up or whatever. But hey, you're alive. Life is changing. Do you think that tree says I shouldn't stand here because it's windy today? I shouldn't stand here because so the rain's too much? I shouldn't yes. stand here because it's chilly outside? No, life just exists. Trees exist. Flowers exist. Okay, you know, the seasons have changed. Okay, I bloomed and now my leaves are drying up and now we'll turn into mulch for the next season of flowers. It's going to happen next spring. So it's always cycles. The older I get, the more I see the cycles. And yeah. in the Tao, the Chinese Tao, is made up of cycles, watching the cycles of life. Today, we're watching the cycles of emotion with your show here and how we can have a 2020 vision before we get 2021. I know. <laughs> Thank God it's around the corner. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And there's still time to claim right now, right? We don't Absolutely. need to wish away the next couple of months. Let's Absolutely. use these, this, the time that we are given. The time yeah. that we're given, let's use it mindfully and and claim it. Claim your power in that. Yeah. So, Gary, uh, we've already you know, been talking about emotions and going with it and all of that. But I want to ask you personally. So yeah. when, when something shows up for you and it, it, you know, it, it has that trigger effect, you know, what is that going within experience for you? How do you, you know, work with your emotions so that you can use them uh, effectively? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing is the older you get, I'm quite a bit older than you, maybe double double your age or whatever. No, there's hope. If I can. But uh, the thing is just to check in with yourself and say, oh, I could go into reaction right now, or I could just, and that goes through observing external society, your internal landscape. So you said, wow, I could really go into reaction. Wow, that's triggering a lot of anger. Uh, what's that about? And just witness the, the feelings that come up and embrace them rather than say, well, I can't go, I can't tell you how many people I've been telling about, let's say the underbelly of COVID, the conspiracy side, no. whatever, uh, banning doctors, blah, 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 even health treatments that do work that aren't no. patented. And I tell friends, I can't hear that. I can't hear that. I'm just going to wait for the vaccine. They told me get a vaccine. That's the only thing that will take my fear away. And then, you know, here I, I forward the reports and posts. 40 people died in South Korea, 20 people died, one man paralyzed all over these trial vaccines. And people have so much fear that they would take that kind of risk and die over the fear of a flu that they're willing to be almost commit suicide because they've been programmed by fear. Get this and you'll be saved. Well, that's not the truth at all. And that's part of the manipulation. So people really have to tune in to their core. Yeah. Is that real information? A lot of people in America actually feel they're lied to. Everyone's lying to them. And honesty, uh, honesty is what saves today. So check into your emotional barometer. Is that an honest portrayal? Or is it just someone's opinion who's trying to inflame you? 
even if it's at a gas station and somebody's tooting their horn because you're not pumping your gas fast enough, you know, and uh, there's a wonderful commercial on TV. Uh, there was, I think he was an Indian or black gentleman who was in a waiting room and the white people wouldn't, uh, a couple was sitting there in the waiting room reading magazines like, oh God, what does this guy want? And so uh, the doctor comes out, uh, we're sorry, your son died two minutes ago. <gasps> then it focuses on the white people saying, wow, they wouldn't give him a parking spot. They wouldn't let him get in front of them uh, because he was of color probably. And it's just, um, just absolutely amazing how people don't think maybe that person's having an emergency. Maybe they're shooting you. Be, they could just be a jerk too. I'm not denying that. Yeah. But at the same time, having compassion for your fellow human yeah. maybe having a tough day or whatever, or just smile and take your mask off and smile at them. God forbid we have facial expression, which is verboten, as they would say in Germany in 1935. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Gary, when, when I asked Gary, you know, what's an empowering quote that he could share with us today? He's already shared so much. You can see that, I know. Yeah. But Gary, the quote you shared with me is, everything that happens in life is a gift. Yeah. Absolutely. And I absolutely love that that quote. I completely agree with that. Uh, yeah. Will you expand a little bit more on that, especially sure. as we're seeing things that yeah. that, that may not make sense up here exactly. and they may feel like they hurt here. Yeah. And how are they a gift? What are your thoughts well, on that? Well, the thing is, you know, if you really look, we talked about nature, whatever. I mean, life, it's, I didn't invite life and invent life. I'm just in the spoke of the wheel like anyone else. I'm just one spoke in a large wheel but it's predicated on change and adaptability. So something's new every day. So if we use the baby metaphor we started out with, yeah, like look at that beautiful flower. Who would think out of the crust of the burned, charred forest, a beautiful new flower? That's a metaphor for me as well. I came from quite a difficult family system and look at, I could still flower and blossom even though I, uh, was brought up in a horrible violence. I mean, today, definitely, my parents would be in jail and I would have been put in a foster home, the whole oh. thing. Uh, today, under today's standards, but in the 1950s and 60s, beat your children, get them into submission. That's the way you train your children, like train monkeys, and that's okay. The Bible tells you so. Spare the rod, spoil the child, is what everyone was talking about way back then, and today it's considered violent abuse that's criminally punishable. So in those, if I can do that, then anyone can do it. And if if you don't think I can, I've been, I walk the talk and I've been through it. So I know the pitfalls for myself, which I can share with any client as well to see the positive side. Now, the irony in my book, I don't know if you have an ancestral intelligence here. Uh, okay. Is, here's a challenging thought for you. What if everything that happened in our entire family system, my own included, was good? You wouldn't be here if they made one bad decision. The family system would have gone extinct. And so, yet we're all here, warts and all. So um, let's yeah. use that Let's use that as an example. And for those yeah. uh, who are just listening to us, I want to acknowledge that Gary, he's had several books come out this year alone. I know, um, I know. <laughs> and the COVID, the COVID, hey, there's the gift with the thing. Time at the computer under yes. lockdown to finish all my writing projects. Well, in one of those books, I just love the title of it, is Healing Human History. And I thank you for sharing, you know, about your own childhood and, and how traumatic that was. And so what would you say, if you had to sum that up, what was the gift in your childhood experience? Uh, well, it would be um, 
tenacity. If I could withstand that. So in some ways, parents are trying to teach you what I feel is in the worst way possible to um, stand up to life. If you can handle your family system, then you can handle anything in life. But the thing is, you end up being so damaged that you're not, you've lost your own truth meter because you're trying to believe your parents were right and you were wrong. So if I believed that they were right with all my beatings and violence against me, I would have just committed suicide saying, well, I'm not even worth being alive here. If my creators don't see, appreciate me, then why should I even exist? But somehow my spirit was like that flower in the dirt that says, I'm going to take care. I'm going to, I don't care if it's a desert, I'm going to grow. And that's a spiritual strength. Uh, one thing I use a lot of my lectures and stuff, would Oprah be Oprah today if she didn't have those horrific challenges? So what is it about the bad weather that we may have as children that strengthens us, gives us resilience? There's the gift. Mm -hmm. so do we get the resilience and tenacity without the challenge. No different than nature. I love to use nature as a metaphor because we have our psychological belief system. A tree doesn't go to a therapist because it broke a branch or it's snowy out or it's cold out. It just says, I'm going to stand in life. I'm alive right now until a pest or a fungus gets my roots. I'm going to just stand here and thrive. And it doesn't question that I am I a good tree, am I a bad tree? Should I have not been born a tree? You know what I mean? Uh, so all of nature, look at the beauty of nature. It just things. And even if you look at a disaster in nature like Mount St. Helens, which was horrible if you were a camper and died or parked yeah. at a park there. But now they took pictures of it 40 years later. It's the Garden of Eden. So what wow. about something? Because why? It was remineralized. And it is the, let's say, the key, the building blocks of life were rejuvenated. So it could turn into that. So is that uh, the California fires? Really? Now, it's interesting you put that picture up, which is on one of my blogs. There's mm -hmm. a thing called biochar. Do you know when that char is on the ground, it absorbs 70 times the amount of water whenever it rains to hold the water for the new growth? Wow. It's called biochar. So that means with all the fires, which I don't, you know, the, the loss, the homes, the firemen, I'm not saying I love fire right. at all. But the after effect is California mountains are going to burst with life. Once we get a little rain, the char holds the water. And that way we can just get a few drops of water and that biochar will just like irrigate all the forests that are burned and all of a sudden, woof, you know, a whole new, a whole new ecosystem will be born out of the char. One, one interesting thing about redwoods, which are only found in the United States, which I found, how could one thing just uh, be in one part of the world and nowhere else, is that the redwood bark is fireproof and the pine cones only get fertilized if there's fire. The so pine cones at, only get fertilized, wow. So that means there has to be a fire in a redwood forest. They're 300 feet tall. There's no 300 foot flame. But yet that fertilizes the pine cone, which will sit there dead on the ground waiting for fire before it can fertilize and create a new redwood. That's look amazing. At now, who created that? And look at the genius in that. Right. I'm going to create a tree with uh, that has like an asbestos bark and the pine cone that falls off the tree will have to wait till the fire before it will take root and create another redwood. It's just that when you look at nature, the mechanics of it, it's just astounding. But everything is there for a reason. 
Absolutely. Well, okay. I, I love everything you're saying. And I want to acknowledge the Phoenix rising image on yeah, screen right now. Absolutely. You said something earlier about how, you, you know, you can, we were talking about uh, the gift in those childhood painful yeah. experiences. And you mentioned tenacity. I think you also mentioned resilience or yeah, resilience. Another. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and then you mentioned that what I heard was that the turning point is that truth meter. And what I want to say is that truth meter of, you may think that this is what comes up for me. So, you know, yeah. you may think that I've been through this, you know, this, this hardship, this challenge, and I feel awful. Maybe I'm not worthy. There's nothing yeah. else for me after this. And the truth is there's always something better after, yeah. after it, right. you are always worthy. And so that's why I see the truth meter really taking place. I'm going, yeah. wait a second, wait a second. Is your, I love that you put that is your truth meter off. Are you telling yourself something that right. you might somehow automatically think is true? And maybe it's time to question it and go, wait a second. Hey, I'm worthy just as much right. as anybody else. Exactly. And then you get to that Phoenix rising experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everything, you know, I mean, the uh, one, one of the things I put in my books a lot is the price of admission to be alive is to adapt to change. It Ooh. really is. I mean, if you really boil everything about life down to one common denominator for everything, I mean, I'm talking about trees, animals, algae, krill, everything is they have to adapt, whether it's environmental change, political change, we all have to adapt and adjust. Why? Because that's what makes life vital. If you really look at chi here, China again here, but the chi that they conceive uh, chi, the life force, the invisible force that comes from the formless into the form, there's an energy of the whole universe based on the energy of chi, and that is always moving. If you really look at every cell in our moving, we have like 75 trillion cells at work right now. A lot of them are viruses and bacteria, by the way, for those who don't know real science. We, we are a conglomeration of viruses and bacteria that are working very efficiently and moving 75 trillion cells. Deepak Chopra even mentioned it. Do you have to really tell your cells to excrete urine or whatever? Do you have to tell your cells to pump sugar to the brain? It's like automatic. And yeah. just every living organism is actually the most efficient uh, communicator to it, its totality of anything that's in existence. And that goes for a fruit fly as much as it does for a mosquito, as much as it does for us. So, wow, we have an experience of being alive, fully alive and fully present. Yeah. Uh, to just do things. That's why I'm choosing to write, to just get my creativity out there and make lemonade out of the lemons, which is called COVID right now. So it's actually yeah. been a blessing in my life to sit down. I have all these partial books and the titles and then boom, 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 boom. That's my third book, actually fourth. I did a collaborative book, two collaborative books. This one was a major. Another one was just one chapter, which okay. was the bestsellers. So now I'm up to four bestsellers. And uh, my next book's coming out. I'm sending it in to get processed for Amazon called Raising Your Harmonious Child. And uh, it's uh, guidelines for parents not to make the mistakes they're making uh, and to think that what, whatever they do to that child today will have a hundred year repercussion. Do you want the future gossip Ooh. for you to be, wow, they were they were terrible parents, blah, blah, blah. Now I could say that about my own, <clears throat> but 
when I did my constellation work, I saw the generational patterns. I said, my parents didn't ask for the abuse the grandparents gave them. Yeah, my constellation oracle cards. That's a good way to access the field. And so no one asked for Here's a, a meme that I have. No one asked for what life gave them. Right. Everyone's in reaction. So our parents were in reaction to what the grandparents did. We're in reaction to what our parents did. And the grandparents are in reaction to what the great grandparents did. So it's all this trickle down generation after generation after. And everyone's trying to do better. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they're giving their worst while they're trying to do better. And I feel that's the case in my case. Before my uncle died, he told me what my grandfather did to them as children. I said, oh, my God, I thought I was the only one that suffered. Oh, my God, you guys had it worse than me. So I try to go, what is the communication through violence or bonding in my male lineage that makes sense in some twisted reality? So there had to be a lot of trauma way, way back for that to be the best that they could deliver to the right. future generations. Well, the other gift that comes out of your personal trauma and yes. childhood pain is that you do help other people heal absolutely, theirs absolutely. and their families. And so, and I know I'm holding up your Oracle deck, but yes. Gary holds actual sessions. Uh, yes, for, for I people. do Zoom sessions or whatever. And uh, yeah, I created these, I mean, unknowingly about COVID forthcoming, but yeah. and people doing stuff online and, uh, and everyone's been really impressed. Well, we should pick up. We should pick a card for the day here and just see what shows up. I would love that. And Helene was just asking, are you going to pull a card, Kim? Gary's yes, going to pull okay. a card. I got them right here. I got them right here. <laughs> and uh, thank you. Thank you, Kim. Thank you for watching the show here. And let me just close my eyes and just what, what would serve the highest good. Okay. Well, get, look what I ended up picking the card today. Success. So this, I, I just thought, what will serve the highest good of everyone listening and the show here? Now, on the back, I put the definition. A lot of cards, you have to go through a book. You're going through 100 pages trying to find the word. You lose the energy yep. of what's happening. So success is any measure of achievement. The insight, this includes achievement on any level, health, wealth, relationships, as long as it aligns with your values. True success is being congruent with what you believe or feel internally manifested externally. How perfect for our conversation here. Yep. The most successful thing we all have in common is being born. Half the battle is over at birth. The fact that you've also made it this far is also a success. Don't let others' expectations decide how you measure your own achievements. Don't let mm -hmm. others' expectations measure how you... Say it again. Uh, decide how you measure your own achievement. Good. <sighs> yeah. So there's, there's our card. There's our word of the day. That's perfect for our show here. Thank you. Gary, I. <laughs> They're available I, on Amazon, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh, Gary, I love that. I love that success is the word coming out of, you know, we've we've been acknowledging a lot of the, yeah. the, the uckiness that's happening right, around, exactly. right? And that's, 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 you know, that's the same as that Phoenix rising. That's the same Absolutely. as the flower being birthed mm -hmm. out of yeah. tarnish. Uh, the mulch, the mulch, mulch of life or the accidents or the traumas, whatever it is. And, and that, that's, a, that's a testament. The fact that we're all here means our family is hard to wrap your head around, even me, but it really is a deep insight. If anyone in our entire family lineage made a mistake, we wouldn't be here. And we're all here. So we can we say 
sure it wasn't perfect, but they did good enough for us to be here. So can we honestly say this? And it was hard for me to get to personally. My family system is good. It brings up tears, uh, probably compassion and everything. Uh, but it's really true. Can we appreciate what is rather than what wasn't? Yes. That's the ego saying shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda. Sure, I wish I had better parents. Sure, I wish this didn't happen. But can we say, wow, this is what happened and it gave me the fodder and fuel to transform and bring that to the world with love? Stop um, trying to fight it and deny it and make it yeah. be something that it wasn't and actually right. go, wait, no, what is it? What actually right. is it? Right. And accept that. Yeah, that, that takes some, some work and makes Absolutely. such a difference. And the, ultimately, the it is the gift. It is. It's it creates such in freedom inside yeah. when yeah. you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Gary, what would you say to a person who's, uh, you know, who's loving this conversation and uh, struggling to get to that place of actually, um, you know, accepting what is and allowing themselves to feel what's been painful mm -hmm. and challenging? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, this is going to sound probably very bizarre, but can you thank that issue for showing up? Because if you really look at our discomfort, means we have to make a change. If mm -hmm. we're comfortable, and not that comfortability and happiness is bad, but if something's causing us stress, it's almost like just saying, hey, you got to make an adjustment. Hey, it's time to adapt right now. Hey, can you look at this differently? So that the struggle is actually a gift as much as you know, when I say the word gift, it's not that you just went and bought a new Mercedes. Sure, you can buy Louis Vuitton all over, whatever. Whatever you feel a gift is, is mm -hmm. fine. But can you work through that struggle and say, well, this is happening for a reason. Maybe look at yourself. How am I co-creating this? Am I being really rigid against somebody or against something? And uh, Or is it getting my attention? So you really look at that something's knocking on your door. Wake up, this new level you need to get to here. I'm reminding you, you have to adapt to something new or you have to be empowered to make a change uh, to make someone else adapt by setting a healthy boundary. Like say you have a, say you have a, a boss at work who's yelling at you. You walk in that day and say, you know, that's unprofessional. I'm your employee. I'm not your slave. So I suggest when you speak to me, do not speak to me unless you have respect. And then I'm willing to talk to you. But please don't talk to me in that tone of voice because it's demeaning and um, does not make me even want to come and work hard for you. I love that. And that right there is is standing up for yourself and loving Absolutely. yourself. And that's true empowerment. Yes. Setting your boundaries, speaking your truth, making them adapt. Then the ball's in their court. You don't have to feel victimized by anybody. You say, hey, wait, that doesn't fly with me. Exactly. And you're empowered to change it. Then the ball is in their court. They go, oh, my God, no one's ever said that to me, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I better look at how I treat people. Yeah. You're giving him a gift or her a gift saying, I was not aware. I was on automatic reaction that bosses order people around like they're slaves. Oh, my God, no one ever stopped and told me that. You know, I was a waiter in a restaurant a long time ago, a stand-up comic, a waiter slash stand-up comic. <clears throat> it was a high-class restaurant. JFK used to go there in Boston, really wow. high end. And, uh, you know, somebody, a regular customer, snapped at me, and I walked over, and I said, do you have a dog? He said, no, why do you ask? I said, you do that to a dog. You know my name's Gary. I'm your waiter. So what can I get you, sir? Ooh. And that rich Brahmin Bostonian blue blood never was put in his place. And I didn't do it to shame him, but to educate him. Hey, I'm here to serve you. 
but it's not to be snapped at, like, yeah. you know, drop everything because I snapped my fingers. So I felt that was a teaching moment for him. And it was a way for me, even as a lowly waiter serving somebody to say, hey, I have dignity too. And a lot of people in that restaurant said this is the only restaurant in town where the waiters will give the customers uh, S-H-I-T if they misbehave. So everyone knew the waiter had as much class as they did. And if they're in that Good. establishment, everyone has to act with class. That's amazing, Staff, Gary. And, yeah, and uh, and so it was really good training ground for me to be empowered. So you can do it anywhere, no matter what job you have. I don't care if you're a delivery person. I was a waiter who did it with many customers. And, you know, people feel they have a, a right. Like um, there's, there's a, a book out. Uh, CEOs now take uh, prospective clients out to a restaurant before they hire them to see how they treat the wait staff. Uh, the book oh, was that's called good. Wait, Waiter's Rule. Waiters rule, and they would say, oh, if he treats the busboy horrible or whatever, he's going to do that to the staff. So they know, oh, I'm sorry, you don't have the job, sir, after that. That's their final interview is to see how they react in public to people that are allegedly lesser than mm -hmm. them. And if they're respectful and kind to them. Uh, and I always remember those customers who were like that. And I said, wow, you know, that's a cool person, you know. And the other people, I'm like, okay, it's uh, going to read them the riot act if they miss it. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's good it's a good barometer for everything in life, you know. Just be empowered to stick up for yourself. You don't have to be victimized by anyone, and right. you can set a healthy boundary of your own self-respect to make people get with the program that you're of value, you're yep. worthy, you respect yourself, and people better treat you accordingly. Yeah, I, I want to also add to that is sometimes when you realize okay, I'm feeling awful, this person's not treating me well, and I'm feeling like a victim. <clears throat> what was I going to say about that? Is that uh, sometimes then the next thought might be, yeah. oh, but they're never going to change. And they may not. It may not be about them. Right. The right. next thing may be exactly what Gary has just been talking about. Yeah. The next thing is for you to change. And right. maybe that's then the moment you finally speak Absolutely. up for yourself. Absolutely. So and the word victim alone, uh, Kim, is feeling disempowered. So what can you do to feel empowered when you feel that? One thing we didn't talk about, especially in um, uh, the books that I write about the gift, is loyalty, a loyalty to suffering. That means if you come from a long line of victims, and I feel that in my family. I mean, I've been the most, pro and I love them all, and I'm not judging them, but I've been the most proactive one to change, grow, and affect change in the world. That's my destiny and faith this lifetime. But I feel the rest of the family, I don't think one of them has bought my book. If I gave it to them, they didn't read it. And I feel like the best they can do from my perspective, and I don't mean to be harsh, I'm just being my I truth, love what you're saying, yes. The best that they want is they're happy being surviving victims. And that's <sighs> fine. I love them anyway, but I chose to take the opportunity of this lifetime to bloom. And they're blooming in maybe just above the mulch or whatever. And I really don't mean to disrespect them. I love them all dearly, but I see their limitations and it befuddles me. And everyone says to me, you're the only one in the family would drive. You're making something yourself. <clears throat> I said, I have a limited amount of time on earth. And now I'm like near the end. And I'm just like fully activated, fully alive in every cell of my body, making my dream come true because pretty, pretty soon I'll be in the dream. Yeah, right. So I may as well do a lot while I'm here. And that's my goal and for my lifetime. If somebody's happy making their rent check to a mobile home park, 
and they're totally happy with that. They're going to the grocery store every day, you know, skimping on, it, you know, it's it, fine. That's their destiny and fate, but not mine. And, and, and it's, and it's totally fine. Whatever someone chooses is fine. Yeah. But Gary, I freaking love what you just said. I mean, that could be like a five minute empowerment clip right there. Yeah. If, if for those who are with us, whether you're live or on the replay, let me down in the comments, let me know down in the comments if that resonated for you and what came up for you, because that is that can be the really hard work of saying, yeah. okay, I see what everyone else is doing, and ah, uh, but it's not right for me. Exactly. And I'm gonna, you may feel alone, you may feel like an outcast, you may feel like something is even somehow you're being looked at as something's wrong with you because you are deviating and yes. nothing is wrong with you. Absolutely. That's that's you stepping into your empowerment yeah. of what's right for you. And it doesn't have to make anything wrong for anybody else, exactly. but it's key for you to choose what is right for you and take action on that. We're going to be talking about action in a few weeks. Gary, oh, wonderful. I, I freaking I, love it. I, I, I call it the Columbus syndrome. It's like the whole world believed the world was flat. Columbus says, well, I'm going to go find the new world on a ship and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, you're crazy. You're a nutcase. Oh, my God, you're suicidal. Oh, my God, look at that nutcase. He's floating on the ocean. He's going to fall off the edge of the limb. Then he comes back with spices and stories. What? The world's not flat? Oh, my God, I love that cinnamon. What's that flavor? I can't wait to get more. Well, we got to send other ships over. So then the whole world who hated him, who thought he was nuts, says, oh, Okay, the world's round. Whoops. So it shifts one person with courage shifts the consciousness, the Rosa yes. Parks, the MLK, the John Lennon, whoever it is, has to have the courage and take a stand for what they believe is their North Star inner truth and really be committed to it. Would we would we be talking about Martin Luther King today? What if Rosa Parks said, Yes, sir, I'll go to the back of the bus. Thank you. I'm sorry that I want to sit here would we talk about rosa parks today that simple act of non-violently saying no and that's what we have to do all this violence is happening in america and everything all we have to do is collectively stand and say no the government needs to serve us you haven't been serving us for half a century you're serving yourselves and the corporation and not us you're pretending to serve us but you're all wealthy using our wealth to do whatever. And we, we the people, say, no, you're going to work for us or we're going to vote you out or throw you out to get a real person in who wants to work for us, not against us. And that's the biggest crux, crux of the U.S. government right now. We're, that's how apathy got us to this place. So uh, one quick thing about astrology. Do you know that the stars are in the same pattern this year from January 15th to November 15th? Guess what the same star pattern is? What? Same star pattern as the American Revolution in 1776. No way. Absolutely. So we are in a 250-year cycle right now that that's why stuff is had that's why we're waking up again. It's almost like a new American people revolution. We're having a rebirth as a, a nation. Rebirth, but yeah. it's actually astrologically supported. That's which amazing. Is between January 15th and November 15th. So I don't know if the election will be decided November 3rd, but probably it'll be settled by the 15th when the stars change back. Isn't that quite fascinating? Very so fascinating. What, how does everything, it's like a big gyroscope. Everything is working on everything else to find balance. Yep. You know, uh, politically, our nation, our family system, us, you know, being our own gyroscope, finding our center and uh, committing to that. The biggest thing is committing to it uh, so you can activate and make your dream come true and see the gift. And the other thing is, 
share the gift with others. You know, I share my story openly because if I if I want people to be vulnerable with me, I'm just as vulnerable with them. You know, I'm a human being who's a work in progress. Sure, I have great skills and there's a lot more to do. There's a lot more growth. And I look forward to that every day. Oh, Gary, Gary, Gary. Uh, okay. So I love everything you share. Well, okay. We're not entirely done, but we are just about there. So yeah, <laughs> will you tell fine. Will you tell everyone again about your next book coming out and yeah. where can they go to connect with you and learn more? Great. It's called Raising Your Harmonious Child. It should be out either before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving. Uh, we're working on production. Of course, my person doing the marketing is taking a vacation right during. I didn't tell her what the release date was, but it'll be ready to go anyway. <laughs> Even if I do it myself and then she reinvigorates it when she gets oh, back, it'll all work out fine. And uh, you can find tons of information on my website. These websites, some of the pictures were from my blogs. It's Gary Stewart, S-T-U-A-R-T, yes. old English style spelling. Uh, healing.com, GaryStewartHealing.com. I'm on Facebook, Gary Stewart Live. I live up to my reputation. So Gary Stewart Live on Twitter, Gary Stewart Live on Instagram, Gary Stewart Live on Facebook. And uh, I love that because I really like to feel I embody liveliness and happiness. And uh, that's why I'm here. And believe me, I used to be the most depressed, quiet, victimized person you would ever meet from my upbringing and then it just took the liberation of all the therapy I did and you name it I've done it for well for at least 45 48 years and I can say at least I'm reaping the fruits of all my efforts to work on myself yes you are before I uh and inspire people to do so uh before my time is up I wish we had an expiration date on our heel I really so we could plan accordingly but you have to live every day to its fullest because it could yeah. be your last as yeah. i've seen when people drop dead so i know that we're all too well myself oh and, my goodness uh, yeah so so just to quickly recap yes go to GarySTewartHealing.com. you can find out more and he has some fantastic blogs and that's yes where i pulled these images from there because they were fantastic for today's conversation thank you absolutely so gary two more things i yeah. um I, I love, thank you for earlier pulling a card from your deck, Constellation Healing Oracle Cards. These are fantastic. Yeah. And you can do a lot with these. Um, yeah. And I would also love to just pull a self-love card. Um, oh, Louise Hay. I love Louise Hay. I do too. And I know our, our live audience is, is looking She's forward to- She's brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, she was part of my path too. Yeah, I used to do, uh, yeah. When she was in West Hollywood, I used to do body work on AIDS patients at the gymnasium in West Hollywood to give public service. She started oh. that group there just to support people. Uh, oh, I love it. Suffering with HIV. Yeah. Well, okay. So, Gary, so one card already popped out. So, I'll share that in a moment. But I would love for you to help me choose the next card. Okay. So, I'm just going to do some shuffling and you tell me when to stop and it'll be the card on top that we can Okay. Choose. Great. So, stop. Okay. So the card on top right now is, I trust the intelligence within me. Oh, love it. And love the back it. says, there are no problems that do not have a solution. There are no questions without answers. And the other card that popped out, I love this. I yeah. freely express who I am. Absolutely. Well, we've done that today. We've lived up to that. <laughs> totally lived up to that. And the back says, it is my birthright to express myself in ways that are fulfilling to me. And I would just love to encourage our audience to take that in. Yes. Take that in. Yes. 
And I would also say, you know, make sure you're taking time to assess, you know, what's going on at first, right? Because we're not talking about like get just jumping into reactionary mode. We're, we're talking about you being in tune with that truth of yourself mm. and then allowing yourself to express that. So awesome. Gary, I have one final question for you. Sure. And I don't know if you, yeah. um, I don't know, I, I don't know if you recall what I'm about to ask you, but I'm gonna put okay. it out there. So would you be open to making up a random song with the word emotions in it? A random song? Yeah. With emotions? Yeah. Okay. Now, how long does it? <laughs> it's anything goes. Oh, thank you, Bet. Bet just uh, made a post. Thank you. Thank you, Bet. Love it. Thank you. It's been an honor and pleasure. A song with emotions. Um, uh, some sometimes I'll laugh. Sometimes I'll cry. Sometimes I'm happy looking at the sky. I'm thankful I'm here for my day in the sun, uh, feeling my emotion and being being as one with Ooh, myself. That was good. Quick, quick, quick witted here, but that's really on the spot. But, uh, <laughs> but, Thank you. I think that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So uh, that is our show for today. Um, Gary, again, thank you so much for being here. You shared so much and oh my gosh, so many good things. I love what you shared. And for our audience today, let us know what you are taking away. Yeah. It was awesome to see you in the, in the chat. And thank you to Helene and Joanne and Betty who are with us yeah. today yeah. and everyone else who's, who's popped in and out. <sighs> Remember, every day is a new day and taking time mm -hmm. to actually feel what's going on a lot, you know, really supports you in being able to be that Phoenix rising, really being able to, uh, you know, be like Gary, who was talking about, oh, yeah, I had all this big smile on his face. Right. I had all this trauma and abuse in my past, blah, blah. And here's what I'm doing today. You're able to do that when you've actually allowed yourself to feel it and release it, move beyond it. And right now is prime time mm. to really be able to do that and feel what's going on, accept it for what it is, and then make that deliberate decision to, to be empowered and choose what it is that you want to move towards move in that direction. And uh, Gary, yeah. So thank you so much. You can go to GarySewartHealing.com for more with Gary. And um, that concludes our show. We'll be back again on Monday for another fantastic Rise and Shine Creating 2020 Vision Conversation with another awesome guest. I love it, love it, love it. I don't really want to go, Gary, but we got to wrap know, up. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Gary, you stay right there. Okay. Go ahead and say goodbye to everyone. I'll see you again. Bye-bye. Much soon. love. It's all about love. Self-love, love, love, love. All about that love. <laughs>